The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So what are we drinking today? Well, one of our listeners, um, Minnesota Tall Man, I think is how where he's from, because it says MN Tall Man on Fit Life, okay. suggested we try a drink that he had when he went to the islands of uh, Turks and Caicos. Oh. And it's called a Caribbean Rum Punch. I like the sound of that. So it's a vacation in a glass. Yep. Um, so they're one ounce of and equal parts of the following um, dark rum. We are, we're using the Kraken. Okay. Uh, Malibu rum, which is coconut rum, and grenadine. Okay. And then you're going to add three parts of these next ingredients, orange juice and pineapple juice. You mix it all together, shake it up, pour it in your glass over ice. And then you float a spiced rum float on top. Oh, so and it's then, rum, 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 and yeah. juice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can't go wrong with rum and juice. And then you get a pineapple, strawberry, cherry garnish. Nice. Let's taste it. Okay. Ooh. I could drink a lot of that. Yeah, that's that's a pool. You by know, the poolside being The grenadine gives it that, that sort of island flavor. Totally. Yeah, and the pineapple. Those two things together. Yeah. It has a very, it has a very tropical sort of flavor. It's amazing with those flavors, how much the coconut comes through. Yeah. In that coconut rum, because yeah, it's, it's not a, like it's like I added more of that. It just yeah. comes through really strong. But you know, if you think about those island drinks, they're, they're fruity, mm-hmm. and and they're loaded with rum and and you, sugar you, and, and sugar, yeah, <laughs> and you get hammered. Oh, totally. Yeah, very good. So, chapter two. Chapter two. So we were left at the end of chapter one with a picture of a immediately post-war meeting between a young woman and an older gentleman. Right. And there was an interesting way that he connected with her and sort of took control of her and took her to this park where he laid her down and raped her yeah and what was interesting was we were left with like how did she deal with that Mm because you don't really get how she deals with that in chapter one right right so chapter two we discover like all of a sudden they're like hanging out together and they're yeah 
and and she even says in the chapter that she gave him her consent, although she resented the way he raped her. He went about it, yeah. Yeah, but he, but now she gives him her consent. Yes. And then there's a whole series of interactions where she's effectively being taken in a non-consensual way. So it's consent, non-consent. Yes. And there's the developing and really interesting aspect of you getting present to her submission. Yeah, her whole sexuality. Her whole sexuality, but 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 her submission and the fact that she gets into like a subspace. Yep, she definitely talks about subspace. And she and she she's dealing with that and she's she's got a little bit of bread in her. Yep. She fights a little bit and she's truculent, you know. And then and then there's this whole big little dynamic that's developing. That one's coming out loud. But but in a very like he like he sees it. It's yes. it's it's the way he's relating to her. Yeah. But she's like right there with him. She's more yeah. comfortable being treated like a little girl. I mean, she resents it, but it, she's fighting it. She yeah. she love hates it, is yes. what it is. And yeah. it, but she loves it more than she hates it. I think the hate comes from her independence of wanting to be a woman, and identifying with that little part. But she keeps she keeps referencing things that are little that she likes yeah things that that he does like telling her to undress she never undresses until he tells her to undress right. she she's never had someone tell her when to go to the bathroom right um he orders for her and then tells her how to finish her plate yes you know things that you would do with a little with a little child yeah yeah, yeah. and she is made incredibly comfortable by being let's call it nurtured Mm-hmm. by her parental figure mm-hmm. and the way that she describes sex with him is is very asexual she's not really involved she just lays down with her legs apart and he he takes her without yeah, she's any unaware. foreplay or it, anything but that sounds kind of like a little too she's unaware of what's really happening to her. She just so discerns... If you, if, you, if you would imagine a pedophile interacting with a, with a young child. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, that's exactly what I think it, it, it... That's how her mind is, is that she's like a little. That's why I say little. Yeah. Because a pedophile would have had a child and been able to manhandle them. I'm not at yes. all promoting that. No. However, I'm just imagining the whole point of helplessness and then it's just happening to you. Yes. So this, so it's very similar. It's just happening to her. and inner, That's why I get the little so strong because she's unaware of discerning what's really happening to her. She doesn't even know what his junk looks like. She's made reference right. of that. Um, she, she just knows, discerns between whether it was painful or not painful. Right. Yeah, she doesn't talk about sex. She disassociates very... very quickly in the in the moment when they're having sex. Yeah, she 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 talks about sex in a very clinical way, and it's really not sexual or sensual. Yeah, like he's in me. Yeah, and it's deeper, and it hurts, and I'm bruised. So so it's 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 almost like violent sex because he's bruising and hurting and her. And there's a shame with it. She won't tell him about what she's experiencing. She keeps it all. It's a dirty little secret. It keeps it secret. It's interesting because, like, their entire sexual experience is genital sex. Mm-hmm. But there's this larger picture of dominance and submission occurring in, in everyday the context life. of big little dynamic, of mm-hmm. the big little dynamic that she's, like, deeply into. Like, she really digs it. Mm-hmm. But then she 
tolerates being sexually The sex used. part she tolerates. That's why that asexual part comes in. Because yeah. he tolerates that. It has to do with relating to yourself as a person at a particular age. Yeah. And, and, and needing the nurturing, the loving adult to, to nurture you as, as that aged person. Like you haven't grown past that sexually or emotionally. This is a story about a adult woman who really had a growing up where her sexual self-expression mm-hmm. got somehow related to that moment in time when, when her mother wouldn't let her grow her hair out, right? Because everything, everything related to that, like this, 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 that moment in time where when she left her husband, she started to grow her hair out or that moment in time when her mother wouldn't let her grow her hair out and she felt like there was this competition between them. Mm-hmm. In chapter one, you get that she was competing with her mother in some well, way. Well, that's what I'm saying. She must have been lacking something in her parent-child relationship sure. because she was competing with her mom and that's why she, she kind of vindictively slept with her mom's lover. Yes. But let's just go back a step from that. Yes. She vindictively slept with her mom's lover, but at the same time, her mom had a lover. And she knew about it as the right. kid with a father and, you know, so then you think, what is going on here? Yeah. So, so in this chapter, you get a much deeper dive into the dynamic that he's creating for her. Now he's the, he's a psychiatrist and that comes out in this chapter and, and it changes the way you think about how he's relating to her. Cause it's almost like he's got a whole bunch of tips and tricks and strategies. Oh, yeah, that's what I feel like. To, to manipulate the, the situation. But he also clearly reads her correctly because she relates to being a little. And he plays on that completely throughout the chapter. I and, just wonder how he saw her in chapter one to know that. They didn't interact hardly at all. Yeah. And yet he knew that. How did that even come to play? I, I saw you as a masochist before you saw yourself as a masochist. <laughs> and yeah. I was right. Right, okay. Yeah. But you also had me tasking before we met, and you knew that. Yes. But what if we just met? You may not even know that. I, he I just met that. her. Well, we don't, we, don't, we don't know how long he'd been watching her and what mannerisms he was looking for. Mm, and, true. And, you know, she talked about, like, the three dresses, right? So she had this, the, the red dress that made her look trashy. She had the blue dress that made her look classy. And then yeah. she had the other dress that was more of a... Made her look older. Demure. Right, yeah. Demure. So, so, you know, it's quite conceivable that the way she was dressed and the way that she was holding herself and the way that she interacted with the space around her made it clear to him that she was both submissive and potentially, you know, would relate to being interacted with as a little. Mm-hmm. Then he went, took her by the wrist and left the, the pub in chapter one. And she just kind of followed along. So, yeah, and I guess she, that would have given him a big indication because he was giving her pain, but she kept letting him And read. clues. Yeah. And she, and, she, and she was giving, he was giving her clues all along about how he was relating to her. And then he raped her. And then she came back. So, she, so, so you really know. really risky on his part. This whole, this whole thing is interesting. <laughs> so, so now in Chapter 2, we see, you know, there's a there's a description of their sexual interactions and and you know the first one it's like 
consent, non-consent. So he has to use his knees to pry apart her thighs to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And then he fucks her. And he fucks her in a way that hurts her. Right. And she's not involved in the experience. She she makes an effort to to hold his hand by holding her hand out. She doesn't actually ask him to hold his hand. She's she trying, hoping she's that they're going to have a find, connection. Yeah, she's trying to find some sort of nurturing, nurturing in the sex. And, and, and there's none. And every time there's sex, like if there was one point where in the chapter she talks about, he brought me back from outside to talk about, do I have a scabies on my hand? And then he fucks me, you know? Right. And so he's using her like a slut. Mm-hmm. But she, and she doesn't really like that. But she she likes the the nurturing of her little self so much that she tolerates that. That's where that's what that's what I'm left with. Yeah. At the moment is that her little is really strong. Her little's really and strong. She has, and she's submissive. Beca- and she's becoming present to it. So it's so it's something that's been I don't know if it's been dormant, but she hasn't expressed it. She hasn't expressed it. And so now that's like front and center for her. Yeah. And and she's experiencing her submissive self for the first time, dropping into subspace, being sort of like disoriented after sex and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it goes on for a really long time, so you can imagine how she would get into subspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so there's a lot occurring in the character development in chapter two that wasn't present in chapter one. Mm-hmm. And what I'm left with is the beginning of a like longer dynamic that's going to occur. Mm-hmm. And that it's consensual non-consent at the moment. Right. And that what's really playing is this very sophisticated physician, psychiatrist, playing on her um, story that she has. Definitely a story. And she's completely relating to that. But because she's so disconnected from herself as a sexual creature, mm-hmm. she hasn't yet found a way to sexualize the experience. She's being used sexually. Yeah. But what she's relating to is that nurturing aspect of the big little. Yeah, the the little is her sexuality right now. Yeah. That's her entirety of sexuality with the submission part, which is right. automatically part of that little part. But her the actual physical parts of sex is not part of her sexuality yet no i mean she's so disassociated from it it's amazing yeah um she figures it's a it's almost like she's like okay i'll let you do this because i get the other stuff right that's where it's at right now yeah and you know we're seeing we're seeing them beginning to relate to each other in places that go beyond um just the bedroom Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's a very weird relationship. It's not really a relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's him implementing elements of control and her sort of resisting and fighting. But but she finds herself drawn to it so much because he gives her something that she's been missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because we're seeing their relationship sort of figure itself out. Like he ordered her, you know, sherry instead of whiskey, for example. Because she hates whiskey. Yes, but, but, but you know, he got that, and so he... He, he, he made the change. So he made the change, which makes her more comfortable with him. But then, but then there are other parts where, for her... She's full, and he tells her to finish the roast beef on her plate. Yes. So, yeah. But, so, and, and she, but she's not all that riled up about it, because she wants the direction. That's the little in her. She... 
she at first thinks it's odd when these situations first arise because the chapter two is quite a long chapter and they really go through different the development of that transition she goes through yes and there's earlier eatings where she goes well then he orders without even at checking with me right but in retrospect i don't have a problem with that because right. i've never had that done to me before but i kind of appreciate it right and, you, and you're getting those checkoffs in a lot of places yes. around her being a little yes you know yes and and so it, it occurs it occurs to me that this um, dynamic is going to be very interesting. It might. It's going to deepen and stuff, and I just don't know where it's going. But it's fascinating um, because you can. We were. I was pausing as I was reading the chapter aloud and just saying, "See, that's like a little right there. That's yeah. just like a little." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, chapter two. I'm complete. Me too. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.